Well, hello, and I want to welcome you to the Victory Church Weekly Podcast. I'm your host, Mitch Horton. I'm here to bring you a short message that's designed to help you become all that God created you to be and to live your life to the fullest. Thank you so much for listening. Let's get into today's message. Well, I hope things are going well in your world. Uh, so glad to be back with you again. Hey, I uh, would love to know um, to know that you're enjoying the podcast. Feel free to contact me, Pastor Mitch at VictoryChurchRaleigh.com. And uh, I would just love, or pastor at victorychurchraleigh.com. Hope things are going well with you. I just want to get right into our subject today. We've been talking about uh, about uh, healing belonging to us and how you can be healed and stay healed and walk in health by God's power and by faith in God's word. It's part of our inheritance in Christ. And so I, I just have a real passion for this subject. See, I spent the first part of my life afraid of sickness, really. And, um, and I was afraid that any moment I could get sick and die of some dreaded disease. But you know what? When I came to Jesus, September of 1976, all of that turned around because I found out that when Jesus uh, took my sins, he also took my sicknesses and took the sac- made a sacrifice so that my sins could be forgiven and so that my, my sicknesses and diseases could be healed. And so he took both my sins and sicknesses on the cross on Calvary so that I don't have to bear sin and I don't need to be sick. And so uh, it's just been an awesome way to live. I've been living this way most of my life. I came to Jesus just before I was 18 years of age, and I have spent all of my life walking in divine health. And let me encourage you in this. Don't look at what does or doesn't happen to other people, other believers. See, I believe in salvation because the Bible teaches salvation. So do I doubt salvation because there may be those that don't accept to receive it? No. No, I still believe in salvation uh, and in going to heaven because of the blood of Jesus, whether a per, another person receives it or doesn't receive it. I don't base my faith for salvation that I'm going to heaven on what other people do or don't do with it. I base my faith in salvation on what God's word says about me. The apostle Paul said, if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, we'll be saved. With the heart we believe, with the mouth confession, is made unto salvation. So you know what? I, um, I believe that. Now, there may be other people that don't believe that and they don't receive salvation. But see, that doesn't keep me from receiving personal salvation by the blood of Jesus in the same way. In the same way, just because another person does or doesn't get healed, that has nothing to do with me. I don't know them. I don't know what they believe. I don't know what they've been saying. I don't know what they've been doing. I don't know what kind of seeds they've been planting in their life. I don't know them, but I know me. And I don't base my faith on what happens to someone else. I base my faith on what God's Word says about me. Get it? So when it comes to my health and healing, I don't base my faith on what happens to someone else. I base my faith on what God says about me in His Word. So again, that's, that's, I've been doing this a long time. I've seen people get healed. And I've seen other people not get healed and die. Let's get real. I've had friends of mine that got healed. I've got friends of mine that died. And you know what? I have chosen not to allow that to affect my faith 
in God's desire and ability and will to heal me. See, uh, so, so, you know, what I do let affect me is what God's word says about me. See, my faith, again, is not in what happens to other people. My faith is in what God says about me in his word. So, again, my faith is not subjective to what other happens to other people. My faith comes from God's word. You know, and, and if that's a struggle for you, I encourage you, get in the word. Listen to these podcasts. There's some great books on divine healing. I mentioned a few weeks ago, there's one that is really is a classic. In fact, uh, they used to, I don't know if they still do, give it out at Kenneth Hagin School, Rama. Uh, I think they give it out in the correspondence course there. Uh, it's Christ the Healer by F.F. F. Bosworth. It's a classic on divine healing. There are a number of really good books. You can go to Amazon, find some really good books on divine healing. And, uh, and I'd, I'd encourage you to read them and, and get your faith built up. Kenneth Hagin says has some excellent books on divine healing. I think he's got a, a big workbook on divine healing. It's just really good. So again, do some searching, get you some books, read, and get your faith built up in what God's Word says about healing. In the past podcast, we have talked about two ways you can be healed uh, faith in God's word or by spiritual gifts. We have talked about three reasons Christians uh, may be sick, even though healing is available. Those three reasons are the lack of faith, uh, lack of knowledge, excuse me, lack of knowledge of God's word about healing. Secondly, weak faith. And then thirdly, disobedience. We talked about it in the, in the detail. Then we spent the last couple of podcasts discussing seven reasons that you can know that healing is always the will of God for you. Today's subject is really um, special to me. I did not know this all of, I went to church until I was 18 years of age and when I really, really gave my life to Jesus and never knew that there was a healing covenant. But there is. And I want to talk to you about that today. It's from the Old Testament. But see, we have a better covenant that is established on better promises. So if what God did for the for the Israelites in the Old Testament, if that was good, it's even better in the New. So if, a, if healing was available to Old Testament believers, guess what? Healing's available to us New Testament believers as well. Hebrews 8, 6, New Living Translation says this, But now Jesus, our high priest, has been given a ministry that is far superior to the old priesthood. For he is the one, watch, who mediates for us a far better covenant with God based on better promises. So again, if our new covenant is better than the old covenant, uh, should the new covenant at least contain the promises uh, that are as good as the promises God gave to his old covenant people? Of course it should. Remember again here, faith begins where the will of God is known. So let's talk about the healing covenant that is discovered in, in the book of Exodus right after the Israelites crossed over the Red Sea and were delivered from Egyptian bondage, which is a type and shadow of us as believers coming out of the world in bondage and servitude to sin and Satan. And we come across through, uh, into, uh, through Jesus, through the waters of baptism, into a new way of living, and we leave the old behind. So the Israelites came again, um, out of Egypt, and they were going towards the land that God promised their forefather Abraham. And so Exodus fifteen twenty two says this, So Moses brought Israel from the Red Sea. Then they went out into the wilderness of Shur, and they went three days into the wilderness, 
and found no water. So here's over 2 million people. They're thirsty. There's no water. Verse 23, and they just come out of Egypt. Now, when, when they came to Marah, they could not drink the waters of Marah, for they were bitter. And the word Marah means bitterness. And therefore, therefore, the name is called Marah. And the people complained against Moses, saying, what shall we drink? Now, this is really cool. God, you know, God does things symbolically to get our attention. So they had nothing to drink. They came to Marah, nothing to drink. And they said, Moses, what are we going to do? We're all thirsty. We can only go a little while without drinking. Something will die. Exodus 15, 25. So Moses, he cried out to the Lord. And the Lord, what, showed him a tree. When he cast it, the tree, into waters, the water was made sweet. There he made a statute and an ordinance for them. And he tested them. Now, again, that, that tree cast into the waters is synonymous with the cross of Jesus. That Jesus bore our sins and sicknesses on. So the antidote to the bitter water was the cross. The antidote to a bitter life is the cross. So it's really cool. But he said here, there, um, he threw the tree into the water. The water was made sweet. There God made a statute, it says in the King James Version, New King James. And he made an ordinance for them and tested them. Now a statute, what is a statute? A statute, by definition, is an authoritative decree or direction, an established rule, policy, or practice. I mean, it's something to set. It's the way it is. And then he's made a statute, and then he made an ordinance. Now, the dictionary definition for ordinance is a verdict pronounced judicially, especially a sentence or a formal decree, something laid down or declared as fixed or established. So an ordinance is something that becomes law and it doesn't change. That's the way it is, and it's not going to be different from that. See, again, this is something that will become a normal part of the culture of Israel. It will become an established rule, something that is fixed, that won't change, something that is immovable. So again, verse 26 of Exodus 15 says, If you diligently heed, this is God talking to the Israelites, if you diligently heed the voice of the Lord your God, and do what is right in His sight, giving ear to His commandments, and keep all His statutes. I will put none of the diseases on you, which I have brought on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. Now, now it's odd that it says it this way. So, so really, this is the healing covenant that God gave the Israelites. We'll get into it a little thicker in just a minute. I am the Lord who heals you. The Hebrew is, is, is one of God's covenant names that never changed. We'll get into it next lesson. Jehovah Rapha. I am the Lord, your physician. God said, I won't put on you the diseases I put on the Egyptians. So when it says, I won't put them on you, it seems to say that God put the, the illnesses on the Egyptians. But that's, God, did, God has no sickness to put on anybody. Sickness comes from Satan, not God. So again, the verbs, I will put none of these diseases on you, which I have, I have brought on the Egyptians, so the, so the verbs, I will put, or I have brought, see, they're in the permissive sense. 
not in the causative sense in Scripture. So again, uh, how do I know that? Well, Dake's, Dennis Finning's Dake has a study Bible. He had a, a, a photographic memory and annotated or put notes beside just about every single verse of the entire Bible. Uh, their historical notes, their notes on, on language, which would be Hebrew or Greek, and there are just cultural notes and things that you just need to know to understand the context. So Dake's, D-A-K-E, apostrophe S, Dake's Annotated Study Bible. If you don't have one, I recommend it. It's got two columns in the center, and then there are two columns on the outside of either side of the page, and then often on the top and bottom, there are things that are written. It's really a cool Bible. I bought my first Dake's Annotated Reference Bible in 1977, and it's been part of my study aids ever since. I would, you can also find it in digital form. I use um, Olive Tree Bible app, and um, that's on my phone. It's on my iPad, and I also use it on my computer as well, and and I have a copy of Dake's Annotated Reference Bible there. So when I looked up Exodus 15:26 in my Dake's Annotated Study Bible, here's what uh, what the annotation was by the verse Exodus 15:26 in Dake's Bible. And so he says here, I will put none of these diseases upon thee. So he says, Dake says, Genesis Finnings Dake says, God is responsible for disease only in the sense of making the law of sowing and reaping, Galatians 6, 7, and 8, making penalties for sin, and he gives lots of scripture references, and permitting agencies with the power to execute the curse on man to have their way. And he gives a bunch of references. If there had been no sin, there would have been no curse. When Christ reigns on earth, Genesis Finnings Dake says, there will be no sickness. Uh, when God's will is, and we talked about that, when God's will is done on earth as it is in heaven, there will be no curse. And so again, that's his, his um, commentary on that. He also has another very interesting take. I have another book by Janice Finnings Dake. My first Bible school experience was in 1977. There was a Bible college called Tabernacle Bible Institute in Florence, South Carolina that I attended when I was 19 years old. And in that college, we one of the uh, theological books we had to study was God's Plan for Man by Genesis Finnings Dake. And it's an exhaustive resource of a lot of material. It's, you can find it also in digital form. I have that book in digital form. I think you can find it, find it on Amazon. And also, of course, have my hard copy for my Bible school days. God's plan for man. In God's plan for man, here's a notation from God's plan for man. And we're talking about Exodus 15, 26, when God said, I will put none of the diseases on you that I have put on the Egyptians. God didn't put the disease on them. He allowed it to come. Now, here's how I know that. Uh, and Dake says in, in his notation from Isaiah 45, verse 7, it says, where it says, God says, I create evil. See, the Hebrew word for evil is ra, meaning adversity. Dake says affliction, calamity, grief, misery, sorrow, wretchedness, trouble, harm, distress, ill, and mischief. These things are the harvest of sowing and breaking the laws of God. This is a law fixed by God and can't be altered or changed. If any free moral agent chooses to break laws, Mr. Dake says, 
contrary to his creative makeup and the highest good of his, be- and be- of his being and of the universe, he must pay the penalty of reaping what he's sown. When the Bible says that God puts physical sickness and diseases upon men, listen, as in the following scriptures, it simply means that his law of sowing and reaping is being executed by the proper agencies to enforce this law. And he gives scripture references. In these passages, it's stated that sickness is the result of sowing sin. If there had been no sin, there would have been no disease. In many places where it speaks of God taking a certain action, in reality, he used proper agents actually to bring it to pass. It is God that sent Joseph into Egypt, but in reality, his brothers were the ones who sold him to the Ishmaelites. It is said that God would visit Israel and lead them out of Egypt, but in reality, God used Moses and Aaron as his agents to do this. It is said on numerous occasions that God subdued Israel's enemies, but in reality, he used human agency to do it. The same is true of the law of sickness and disease. He has given the actual power of this law into the hands of demon power. Now, that's very interesting that uh, Mr. Dake says that. Again, I would encourage you, that book is really interesting. Uh, it's, it's a tough, you know, it's college-level reading, but it's a great read, God's Plan for Man by Janice Finnings Dake. You'll enjoy that book. And then another reference uh, here that I found from Exodus 15, uh, 1526, where God again said, I will put upon you none of the diseases which I put upon the Egyptians. And uh, Kenneth Hagin also mentions in his studies, he studied and looked up the references to, to what it was talking about when it seems to say that God put sickness on people. And in his book, Bible Healing Study Course by Kenneth Hagin, Kenneth Hagin says, The key to understanding these different passages of Scripture lies in knowing that the active verbs in the Hebrew have been translated in the causative sense when they should have been translated in the permissive sense. And that's what Kenneth, um, I'm sorry, Genesis Finnings Dake said in his annotated reference Bible and in God's Plan for Man. And Kenneth Hagin in his article in, uh, in his um, book, Bible Healing Study Course, uh, goes on to comment, Dr. Robert Young, the author of Young's Analytical Concordance to the Bible and an outstanding Hebrew scholar, points this out in his book, Hints and Helps to Bible Interpretation. Uh, he says there in Exodus fifteen twenty six, the literal Hebrew reads... And this is from Dr. Robert Young from his book, Young's Analytical Concordance to the Bible. He says the literal translation of Exodus 15, 26 is, I will permit to be put upon thee none of the diseases which I permitted to be brought upon the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals thee. So again, God has to allow what we allow. Uh, And so again, God has no sickness in heaven. Jesus prayed, we mentioned a few podcasts ago, ago, that God's will would be done on earth as it is in heaven. You know there's no sickness in heaven. If there's no sickness in heaven, it's God's will that there be no sickness on earth. But you see, again, God allows what we allow. 
And God must honor what we believe, and he can't push his will upon us. But nonetheless, God revealed himself to the Israelites here in Exodus 15, 26. At the latter part of that verse, he says, For I am the Lord who healed you. The Hebrew there reads, I am Jehovah Rapha. Literally, I am the Lord, your physician. This is so good. Uh, when, when the, the word Jehovah is, uh, is one of the, is the covenant name of God in the Old Testament. And there's, we'll go over later, maybe next podcast, seven covenant names that God uses to reveal his will to his people. Uh, so when he says, I am the Lord, your physician, Jehovah Rapha, he's saying, I'm covenanting with you to keep you healed and well from sickness and disease. See, Jehovah, that's the, when it says, I am the Lord. The word I am is the word Jehovah in the Hebrew. It's the, it's the he, he, Jehovah means the, the covenant-keeping God who reveals himself. Jehovah speaks of the great, unchanging nature of God. God spoke at the very beginning of the Israelites' journey of freedom from Egypt to the promised land by saying, I'm the Lord, your physician. I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to be your doctor. This was more than just a promise or an individual situation. It was meant to be woven into the very fabric of the lives of the Israelites. Again, it was a statute. It was an ordinance. See, the Israelites remained free from sickness as long as they obeyed God. Psalm 105, 37, he also brought them out with silver and gold, and there was not one feeble person among their tribes. Psalm 107 verse 20, he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. See, that's God's promise to his old covenant people, uh, the Israelites. Notice again, Psalm 105, 37, he brought them out with, out of where Egypt with silver and gold, and there was none feeble among their tribes. Now, you know, two and a half million people is estimated came out of Egypt. And he said there was none feeble among them. There, were no sick, there was no sickness or disease among two and a half million people. Let's say um, uh, the number of people, the size of maybe the city Charlotte. I mean, my goodness, y'all. That many people, there's no sickness. That's like a huge miracle. How could God do that? Because he revealed himself to them as Jehovah Rapha. I'm your physician. And then Psalm 107, again, verse 20. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. So again, uh, the old covenant promise of healing is here uh, in Exodus uh, 23, 25. You hear it, read it again. I mentioned these to the Lord. These are scriptures that I have memorized, and I, I um, meditate on them on a regular basis. Exodus 23, 25, and 26 says, So shall you serve the Lord your God, and he will bless your bread and water, and I will take sickness Away from the midst of you. No one shall suffer miscarriage or be barren in your land. I will fulfill the number of your days. I often pray over my meal. Exodus 23, 25. Lord, you promised to bless my bread and my water. And you said you would take sickness away from, from me. So thank you for keeping me well and blessing this food as I eat in Jesus' name. I get that from, that from Exodus 23:25. Then Deuteronomy 7, 15, And the Lord will take away from you all sickness and will afflict you with none of the terrible diseases of Egypt which you have known, but will lay them on all those who hate you. Again, the Lord will take away from you. He didn't say he'd put it on you. 
He said he would take away from you all sickness and will afflict you with none of the terrible diseases you've known, but will lay them on all those who hate you. And again, it's not that God made the people that were their enemies sick. It's that the, the law of sowing and reaping just simply took effect because they wouldn't honor God, because they wouldn't obey God, because they didn't have a covenant relationship with God. Then the enemy took advantage of them and put sickness and disease on their bodies. But God allowed it because they allowed it. And that's what you got to know. Deuteronomy 30, 19 and 20, I call heaven and earth as witness today against you that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that both you and your descendants may live, that you may love the Lord your God and you may obey his voice and you may cling to him for he is your life and the length of your days and that you may dwell in the land which the Lord swear to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, to give them. I love it when he says, you cling to him for he is your life and he is the length of your day. See, God promised to be the Israelites healers as healer as long as they walked in the covenant he made with them. Psalm 91, 9 and 10, because you have made the Lord who is my refuge, even the most high, your dwelling place. No evil will befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. See, God made a covenant, the healing covenant with the Israelites. Let me remind you again, Hebrews 8, 6, we have a better covenant established on better promises. If God promised the Israelites just right at the beginning of their journey to the promised land from Egypt, from which they were just delivered, and right then he revealed himself by his covenant name, Jehovah Rapha, I am the Lord your physician. And he promised to keep them well Keep them free from sickness and disease lifelong. You know, and if we have a better covenant established on better promises, then if God promised to keep them well, God has promised to keep us as believers well even in even a better way because we don't, we don't just have the old covenant. We have the new covenant that was set in force by the precious blood of Jesus. We come back next time and we're going to talk about the covenant names of God. This will really boost your faith in divine healing. And I believe it will help you. Again, I pray, Lord, for all of us. May we grasp hold of the fact that you are a covenant-keeping God, that one of your names in, in the Bible is Jehovah. You're the self-existent one that reveals himself. And you're a covenant-making God. And you've made a covenant with us based on the blood of Jesus. Lord, thank you for the, the healing covenant that you, you made with the Israelites that is also in force in the New Testament, in the New Covenant that you cut with Jesus on our behalf. We have a better covenant. I pray for every person listening to the podcast that you would open the eyes of their understanding to see the healing power of God that is available in the gospel of Christ. May your healing power fall on each person who hears this podcast and may they be healed of sickness and disease in the name of Jesus. Friend, I hope you have an awesome day and I can't wait to keep talking about this the next time we get together. God bless you. Thanks for listening to the Victory Church weekly podcast. I hope you're able to get something out of the message today. Before you leave, please make sure uh, that you subscribe and leave a review on whatever platform that you're listening from. Doing this goes a long way in helping us reach a wider audience. Lastly, if you want to reach out with questions, concerns, prayer requests, or comments, about today's content, you can email me 
at pastor at victorychurchraleigh.com. I would love to hear from you. Now go out there and be all that God created you to be today. God bless you.